is to be praised. Can we just do that together one more time? Hallelujah. Lord, we magnify the name above every name. Oh, God, at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue shall confess that you are Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we lift you up, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, can we clap our hands to the Lord together? Amen. I love the joyful sound that I hear in the house of the Lord this morning. We'll let you be seated for a few moments. Thank you, Pastor Riggin, for the, the kind introduction. And uh, I must say I have already been blessed uh, being here in Olathe and uh, just to be in the presence of your pastor, to be in the church here. And, and uh, I must say that my commute was quite a bit better than probably yours was, <clears throat> just up the stairs from... <laughs> the evangelist quarters, but uh, thank you for making me feel so comfortable and so at home, and uh, of course, I feel at home right here in this congregation, amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I feel the presence of God here this morning, and uh, I did have a bit of a snack attack last night. My uh, stomach was demanding some calories, and thank you, Sister Riggin, for providing that snack basket down there. I hope it was for me to use. <laughs> if not, don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. But, but it's good to be here and uh, just good to see a congregation with all ages here this morning. Do the young folks stay in the, con in the, in the sanctuary this morning? They will this morning already. Right. I see some young ladies, some young men here this morning. And uh, it's good to see them worshiping the Lord too. You may have heard the story about the, uh, the two little Sunday school boys. They were having their conversation about God. And uh, one said to the other, he said, well, what do you think God's name is? You probably heard this. The other one said, uh, well, his name's Harold. How do you figure that? He said, well, I hear my dad praying every morning. Harold be thy name. <laughs> well, I'm thankful we do know the name. It's not Harold, but what is his name? His name is Jesus, amen. He is worthy of our praise, hallelujah. He's worthy of all glory, all dominion, all might, all power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, because Jesus came, the world has never been the same. He influenced the entire world. And uh, he came as a light to this dark world. And because of that, when we have the Lord in our lives, we can be an influence. Amen? Amen. And uh, first, the first influence we have is in our immediate family. And thank God for the Holy Ghost and how God can bless our families by the Holy Ghost. That's God's plan. Amen. But it can go beyond that. And uh, I'm sure you know that as members of the body of Christ, we have an influence, a positive influence on a church. There's an impact that each of us has on the local congregation. That's God's way. That's God's plan. Amen. I want to do my best to be a, a blessing in the church that I'm in. Don't you? And you can be. Yeah. Amen. Each one of us, each one in this congregation. Amen. And some have said, well, do you suppose that the influence could go even beyond the family and the church? And, uh can you be an impact, be an influence on your city? 
Well, I'd say scripturally, Jonah was uh, in Nineveh, that ungodly huge city. And uh, they repented because of one man. Well, there were others, of course, too. Philip is another one that comes to mind when he went down to Samaria. And all of Samaria heard the word of God and gave heed to that. I believe that there are people in this congregation that can have a positive impact. One individual can impact this city right here. Full of the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And God can use individuals. It's not just a, a mass of people, but individuals that God directs their lives. And it can even go beyond that. Amen. There are men in the scripture who impacted not only their, their congregation and their city, but their nation. Think of Abraham. He's the father of many nations, actually. And uh, I think it's safe to say Peter and John impacted the nation of Israel. Why don't we think a little bigger? <laughs> amen, amen. We can all become an, an influence to those about us. But, but it can even go beyond that. And uh, I, I feel honored to be uh, here in the church that Pastor Riggin uh, has, has been sent to because God has chosen some men to go even beyond a city and a nation. And there is a region that God has sent your pastor to. Amen. That area of Africa. There are, there are people that are being uh, impacted by the word of God. And uh, what an opportunity. What a blessing for this church to be able to send your pastor somewhere where it's city where where people are going into all parts of a continent think of this where it's going to be it's going to be changed by the power of god amen and god chooses men and he uses their spirit amen god can use the spirit of a man and uh i'm i'm certain that you have been praying for your pastor i encourage you amen Get on those knees. And if you haven't already been doing it, you ought to already be thanking God every day for a man of God who stands for truth. Amen. That's the truth. And uh, here's an opportunity to pray every day and be a part of what God is doing uh, in that land. And so it's just rewarding to hear what the Lord is doing and how the Lord has blessed this church and your pastor. And uh, so... Great to be here, and uh, great to be here from Colorado. My, my, somebody said I'll get the blame for bringing this weather with me. <laughs> it wasn't this bad in Colorado last night, so I can't claim that. <laughs> uh, but uh, it is winter, and some of the kids might even like this snow. So, But this morning, we want to go to the word of the Lord. And turn with me, if you would, to the book of Isaiah. And yes, we are in a new year, and uh, I can't think of a better way to begin the new year than just looking again, again, one more time at some of the, the foundational uh, scriptures that, that launched us into the church, amen, launched us into a life that's worth living, praise God into our experience in the Holy Ghost, our salvation experience. 
And in Isaiah chapter 61, we'll read one verse, and then we'll pray. And it says in Isaiah 61, verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. By the way, this is a prophetic scripture uh, that appears in red print in the New Testament because it is prophetic of Jesus Christ's coming. But it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. And so the scripture tells us that there's somebody who came, amen, to loose the captives. Someone who came to open those prison doors wide, amen. Those bonds that had held those that, that were in sin for centuries and for generations. Jesus Christ came to give us an escape from our prison. I thank God for that this morning. Can we just praise him one more time together? Lord, in Jesus' name, we magnify you. Lord, we give you praise. Lord God. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to somebody and give them a praise the Lord there this morning. And if you're a visitor this morning, we welcome you. Thank you for coming to be in the house of the Lord today. I believe you will be blessed by being here. You can be seated. Escape from our prison. If I were going to title this, that's what I would title it. And uh, we're going to look at some scripture this morning and just address how sins and failures can sentence an individual to a, a prison of sorts, a spiritual prison cell. But there is something in the Word of God that can lead an individual, lead folks out of their prison, amen, out of their bondage, out of their hopeless situation. There is a God in heaven, and his name is Jesus. Ooh, and he has the power to do it, to break every chain. Amen. To loose every bond. Praise God. Praise God. He is the Lord of spirits. And oh yeah, there is a devil. Amen. But the Bible tells me the devil trembles because he knows there's one God. Not only that, he knows that name. Amen. And if the devil trembles at the name of Jesus and he acknowledges there is one God, how about the church? Amen. We give praise to the name of the Lord. Let's just do that again right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil's troubled at that name. Woo, hallelujah. But we magnify that name. Praise God. Escape from our prison. You know, it's interesting that in the middle of San Francisco Bay sits a rock. And uh, white cap waves this morning probably are, are washing across those shores. The sun may have risen there in San Francisco that uh, they shadow the Golden Gate Bridge and those huge columns can sometimes shadow across that rock. And upon it was built out of concrete and steel a structure, a fortress originally it was, then it became a prison and eventually now it's simply an attraction of the past. And you probably already know, it's, it's Alcatraz. Has anybody ever been there? All 
already. I won't let the authorities know, okay? They won't be coming with handcuffs or anything. <laughs> yeah, now it's just a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an, an attraction. You pay, you take your ride out there, and you view what was once uh, cells, cells that are described as claustrophobic, windowless, and uh, 336 of those cells there with just simplest of furnishings, just a, a, a seatless toilet, a narrow cot, a little cold tap water in a sink basin, and a couple shelves made out of thick boards. And then they tell me you can almost sense the devils playing about those, that place there where men uh, who committed their heinous crimes were condemned to spend the rest of their lives. And uh, apparently it's a gloomy place, am I right? Those of you who have been there, and uh, that's kind of a foggy area. And as that fog washes across those shores there, uh, they say you can almost hear again those clanging doors that those men heard and uh, how those doors locked and shut them in, imprisoning them away from those that they love, away from peace, away from any rest of any sort for their spirit. And at times... Alcatraz seemed to be a hellish structure that uh, there was no exit from. Amen. And sin and failure can become just that very thing. It can become a sentence. Amen. And each one of us knows the sentence that sin can bring because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you're living in a spiritual Alcatraz, though, there's a hope today. Amen. Anybody here ever find that hope? Oh, yes, you have. Hallelujah. And there's a hope in a man named Jesus Christ. There was blood that was shed to separate us from our sin. As far as our sin is uh, from us, the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west. Though your sin was as scarlet, the Bible tells me, the Lord came so that it could be washed whiter than snow. Amen. There's a hope in our world. There's a hope in our day. As we enter the year of 2014, there's a hope for those about us. Oh, maybe they haven't heard about it yet, but Jesus is real. Amen. I said Jesus is real. He's here this morning. Amen. And he wants to walk into somebody's life and open the prison door. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. He wants to change the world about us. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. So back in 1847, that's when the U.S. Army began a construction project. They erected a fortress there on Alcatraz. And Alcatraz is just a way of looking at an allegory of uh, what a prison a literal prison could be. They also placed four massive guns that weighed 36,000 pounds each and a 15-inch. They could lob a, a, a shell three miles and sink a ship three miles, miles out in that bay there. So they were there to protect America in that day. Then in the 1930s, um, things changed in Alcatraz that was originally designed to keep the enemy out, then became a prison to keep enemies in, to keep criminals in. 
And, uh, you know, that can happen. That can happen. Someone can have such promise. And uh, thank God for the change he's made in our lives. Amen? Amen. I'm, I'm from the Canyon City area. Was there for about three and a half years, Brother Ray. How long were you there? Yeah, about three and a half years. That's a good time frame. <laughs> Enough to get to know what that area is like. Uh, I met a man there. And uh, years ago, back east where he was from, and uh, he came from a, a, a good family. Uh, he had a promising future, very intelligent, very sharp. Maybe a little bit of the ADHD, a touch of that. Uh, but who doesn't have a little bit of that, right? I think we're all infected with that. <laughs> uh, but as he got a little bit older, the, the promise seemed to fade. He was such a capable young man, but instead of using his capabilities for good and to benefit those about him he began to alienate those about him and I've heard his story he's told it many times um, and he he had apparently an addictive type personality and he went from one addiction to the other to the other and uh, began to sell his addictive wares and uh, end up out in the Colorado area and uh, speaking of people who can influence their family and their, he did. And he even influenced that city, but not in a good way. Uh, his sin was well known, and, and he went on the run. They, the law caught up with him, and he ended up in a jail cell, uh, which was a temporary place. As he tells it, uh, the felony that he had already be, been convicted of was probably going to put him uh, in the big house for 25 years um, and there he sat in his jail cell as a young man he had gone through his catechisms and he had uh, been shown promise as an altar boy and and uh, you know that religious best he knew that he was brought up in uh, they even said you you probably are headed for being a priest and among that society that was something to look forward to but that was way in his distant past. The Bible, he was not real familiar with that in spite of all his religious upbringing. But he got hold of one of those Bibles in that jail cell. And he began to read that book. And he began to seek. Now, there was a man. This is a true story. Here is a man who uh, was known to shake his fist at God. And, and when people would ask him, don't you believe God? He said, well, if, if God's anything like what you claim he is, uh, I'm as smart as he is. And he placed himself on that pedestal, on that equality with God, not knowing that there really is a God who is above all and through all, amen, who created this whole thing. His vision of God through whatever he had been brought up in was such a small such a small understanding of God but he began to read the Bible and began to realize this God's a little greater than what I've been told he got to the book of Acts brother he read Acts 238 nobody had ever shown him that scripture but he said for some reason that one jumped out at him he got to praying have you read Acts 238 let's turn there powerful scripture 
Amen. Sometimes we read scripture and we read it frequently. And what one of us maybe here hadn't heard of Acts, and maybe Acts 2.38, if, if you're a visitor here this morning, possibly you've read this, possibly not. But there's power in the word of God. In verse 37, as Peter was preaching here in the book of Acts, those that heard him, in verse 37, they were pricked in their heart. The word of God can do that. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? When God deals with our heart, what do we do? Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's very simple. Amen. To somebody who is unlearned, it's like, this is what I should do. And that's what happened in that jail cell. This man began to pray. And he prayed, God, if there's some way, if there's some way for me to have an experience like they had in the Bible, uh, even though he's behind those bars, he prayed, Lord, lead me. Lord, direct me. And miraculously, brother, miraculously, rather than being sentenced to 25 years, he was released. And so he sought out a church that preached this message right here. And when the minister began to ask him, have you been baptized? He told them, he said, the reason I'm here is because I want you to baptize me. And as the minister began to explain, well, here's how he, he said, I know how I need to be baptized. It says right in the Bible, I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And if you do that, I want you to do it. The man put him down in the water in the name of Jesus. When he came up, he was free from his sin, just the way the Bible says. Amen. Remission of sins comes through a washing, through a cleansing. Amen. When we meet with Jesus Christ in that water, that's what the Word of God says. We are buried with him, buried with Christ. If you've never met Jesus before, I can tell you where you can meet him. You can be buried with him in the waters of baptism. Hallelujah. You come up out of there having met with the Lord, having that sin washed away. Amen. This man, he needed a new start. Well, guess what? He got it. It wasn't long that God filled him with the Holy Ghost, just the way the Scripture said. Amen. Because the Bible says there in verse 39 of that same chapter, the promise is unto you. Turn to your neighbor and just tell him, it's unto you. You can have the Holy Ghost. Yeah, amen. He didn't exempt anybody. He said it's even for your children. Amen. To all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Yes, in 2014, the Lord is calling souls. More than we would ever dream. God is dealing, dealing with people in our day. It is the last days. Amen. It is the day that God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Lord, why not right here? Amen. As we begin to pray and we begin to see the last days that we're living in, we need to pray, Lord, pour out your spirit and let it happen right here at New Life Pentecostal Church. Focus it right here, oh God. Hallelujah. There's people praying for the Holy Ghost to fall right here. 
And if I understand it right, there have been some folks receiving the Holy Ghost in this congregation. Amen. Oh, that's right. Let's thank God for that. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That man's name is Dennis Russo. He's now a pastor in Canyon City, Colorado, brother. <laughs> he could have been in Canyon City years ago. <laughs> Not in such pleasant circumstances. <clears throat> but God knows the man for the place. And he's put a man there uh, who preaches this truth every Sunday. He's preaching it right now, probably. And telling how God really can deliver from prison. Amen. God really can break chains. Hallelujah. God really can work the miraculous. Woo, hallelujah. That relative of yours, you said there's no hope. Let me encourage you. There is hope. Amen. Amen. When God steps into a situation, there is hope. As long as there is breath. Amen. And God's providing breath. Praise God. There is hope. Brother, would you read Romans 10, verse 11? For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Shall not be ashamed. Amen? Amen. There is a shame that comes as a result of sin, isn't there? Amen. A shame that causes many to just hide away. Oh, yes, on the exterior, it all looks good. There's the smile. There's the, you know, we're having a great time. Oh, yeah, this, I don't mind living this way. This is the way that I would choose. But on the inside, something is eating away. Amen. There's skeletons hid in the closet. And oh, there's, there's a hope that nobody's ever going to find out what's really, what's really on the inside. Let me tell you, there's somebody who already knows. His name is Jesus. But he didn't come to condemn. He did not come to uh, bring condemnation to this world, the Bible says. He came to bring light. He came to bring a release from that. Amen. He came to bring deliverance from every skeleton in that closet. Hallelujah. Amen. And we don't have to worry about those about us hearing and knowing all the dark secrets. We can talk to one who already knows and still loves us. Amen. And still has, is concerned enough about us that he'll come right alongside. Amen. It's as though he puts a loving arm around us. So I know. I understand. Amen. He already knows. He took all that sin of the world upon himself. Amen. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ that we can find Victory, Praise God. Amen. We're never going to find it in the world. This world has no salvation for us. But the Word gives us salvation. Amen. Not only the written Word, but Jesus Christ, the living Word of God. Amen. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. There's a God who's reaching. There's a God who's, who's still stretching forth His hands. Those nail-scarred hands for those that desperately are in need. Amen. Hebrews 2, verse 3, brother, would you read for us? How shall we escape 
if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Amen. How shall we escape? Well, there's great salvation. Amen. That's how we're going to escape. Amen. I said there's a great salvation. Amen. I don't know what salvation you've heard about. Amen. Maybe you're here this morning and you heard that word salvation, but you didn't see a change in anybody's life that came. Amen. You saw them still in their sin. You saw them still living the same lifestyle. But there is a great salvation. That's the one that Jesus Christ intended us to have. Amen. He came to save his people from their sin, not leave them in their sin. Hallelujah. He came with the word of God. Amen. This world and its sin are going to pass away, but the word will never pass away. And this is the word which is preached unto us. It's an incorruptible word. Amen. It's an incorruptible seed. And when God fills us with his spirit, whew, there is a change. Can I get a witness here this morning? Amen. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new by the power of God. Amen. That's how we're going to escape is by his great salvation. Just take a step of faith. Amen. And God is able to grant that deliverance from every prison. Bible tells us in 2 Peter 3 verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Some men count slackness. But is long-suffering to usward. I'm so glad. I'm so, I'm so glad God is long-suffering, brother. He suffered along with me. <laughs> Amen. You know what that word means. It means look in the mirror and think, how can anybody deal with me? <laughs> Sometimes it's a, it's a hard pill just to put up with some people around us. You have anybody, you have anybody on the job you just kind of have to put up with? <laughs> I know you wouldn't have anybody in your family. <laughs> Amen. But God, God's long-suffering. He's long-suffering. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. Amen. We look at some and we say, there's no hope. How, 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 could it, how could they ever change? I'll just tell you a, a, another uh, incident. The first individual we won in Canyon City, brother, was a miracle. There's a family there. I don't know if you ever met the Chess family, any of the members of the Chess family, a family that helped settle that area. Now, I'm just talking about where I'm from, what I know. And uh, so a family that's well established there, they were the wild bunch. And uh, they still are. And they had an influence on their town. Um, and there are many relatives. Well, one of the Chess family uh, ended up in the county jail. He's going to be there for several months. And his family, some of them were praying for him. They have a, a, a measure of faith. And... Uh, God began to deal with that young man. He'd lived just a crazy, wild life. When he hit 40, it didn't look like there was going to be much change that would ever come his way. Uh, but when he landed behind bars this time, somebody began to talk to him about the Lord. And he 
picked up that Bible. And they were having some Bible studies there in the jail. For some reason, those Bible studies were helping him, but just weren't taking him where he wanted to go. He began to fast, bro. He had a sister that's, uh, that knows God and the truth down in the uh, Phoenix area. And she would send him letters. And then she actually visited a couple times, came on her own just to visit him, encourage him to pray and even to fast. And as he did, one night he was praying in his cell. And he began to speak with a language he didn't understand. And uh, when he realized what was going on, he realized this is what my sister's been telling me about. And so she called us and said, would you, could you, is there any way you could make contact with him? He's going to be behind those bars for several months. Well, I love having a captive audience. <laughs> Not always that kind of cat. I wouldn't wish that on somebody if you know what I'm saying. But, but they allowed us to go through the window. They allowed us to pass in some material, and we taught him search for truth, brother, just through the window there, through that little phone connection. You know, there are ways. If we want to reach somebody, God will provide. And uh, we just began to teach about the Holy Ghost, which he had already received. Well, what more is there beyond that? Well, when somebody's been baptized in the Spirit, the Bible says they need to be baptized in water as well. Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It was not permitted in that situation, but we began to pray together. And he said, when I get out, I, I really think that I need to, I think I need to be baptized. And uh, so as we prayed, the time came when they were going to transfer him up to uh, the bigger city and sentence him on some other charges for reasons yet unknown to him. They just let him go. It was good in a way, but he couldn't hold a job, didn't have a driver's license, etc., etc. But he did have a church. And he had a church that was ready to baptize him. His very first service, he came ready. Amen? When the service came to a close, he says, I want to be baptized the way it was preached about. Amen. He got into that robe. He got into that water. Hallelujah. The man of God put him down in Jesus' name. When he came back up out, he began to speak with other tongues all over again. Amen. There's a renewing of the Holy Ghost we can have. Hallelujah. There's a washing of sin that we can have. Somebody said, well, if I receive the Holy Ghost, I suppose I've got about all I need. Not according to the Word of God. Oh, my, my, my. You just don't know what more there is. When baptism, amen, washes all that past away. I said it washes the past away. The Holy Ghost is there. It's the power of God to live on into the future above sin. But what about that past? Oh, we need that taken care of. Hallelujah. It can be separated from us. Amen. We can come through that water. And that old man, amen, he's been buried behind us. Hallelujah. There's a circumcision of the heart that takes place through the waters of baptism. Praise God. Let's thank the Lord. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. And so 
that man began to work on his family. We started a Bible study with his folks. I saw them weep and confess. This is the way. Amen. Amen. This is the way. Let's go to John chapter 3. Brother Riggin, would you read for us, please, those first eight verses? There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Amen. Jesus spoke of the birth. Amen. This new birth. He spoke of a brand new start. Amen. Now realize that Nicodemus was one of those rulers of the Jews. As a whole, if we were to, to stereotype the rulers of the Jews in Jesus' day, they actually accused him of having a devil. They thought Jesus was full of, you know, the wrong spirit. Now, there is a devil, and I think we've already been convinced of that just by looking about us. The devil's busy. Amen. But there are some people that are more a terror to, them, to themselves than the devil could ever be. They're giving the devil a rest <laughs> through their addictions and their alcoholism and their uh, uh, use of pornography in our day and, and uh, all those things, their hatred, their malice, their envy, their ungodly lifestyle, their... I, could go on and on, the bitterness and the violence that people take to themselves. Amen. The devil doesn't need to touch them. They're already bound. Amen. But Jesus said there is a way to start all over again. Amen. Amen. He said there in verse 3, he said, except a man be born again, what? He cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. I remember being in that place where I couldn't see the kingdom of God. I couldn't see how people could live that way. I, I just couldn't see. I couldn't understand how they could go from sinner to saint. I, I, I didn't understand. I couldn't see how that power could convert a life. How that power could change somebody as, as though from night to day out of darkness into light. How could that happen? But Jesus said it could happen. Amen. And he went on to say, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. There is a birth. Praise God. There was first a natural birth, but he's speaking of a spiritual birth. Hallelujah. It has a powerful impact on a person's life. 
Amen. They'll go to the job the next day after being born of water and of the Spirit. And people will say, there's something different about that guy. Did you get religion? I got God. Amen. <laughs> did you have a, did you go out on the town last night? No, man. I went down in the water last night. Whoo, hallelujah. Does anybody remember what it was like? Amen. That first day of living in the Holy Ghost. And then that next day, and that next day, hallelujah, amen, and the days pass, and the months, and the years pass. It only gets better and better and better. Woo, living for God, amen. As many as are born of the Spirit, amen, they are the sons of God, the Bible tells me. Mm, hallelujah. Praise God. John 7, verse 37 through 39, amen. Brother Riggin, would you read, please? In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen. Now, You've read this scripture before if you're part of this church, right? I know your pastor. He is a teacher. Amen. And he's probably broken this scripture down more than once. <laughs> so I'm not going to attempt to do that this morning. <clears throat> Amen. But what is the requirement for drinking of this, this drink that Jesus is talking about here, this living water? It's simply believing. Amen. It is believing. Amen. Now, how is that belief? It's according to the scriptures. And he said, if you believe according to the scriptures, out of your belly, there's going to be something happen. There's going to be an experience that comes your way if you believe this way. And there are those apparently are believing another way. They're not believing according to the entire counsel of the word of God. Or they would also have this experience of this living water, this, this Holy Ghost flowing out of, out of their belly, out of their innermost being that Jesus is talking about here. There's a change of heart. Amen. There is conversion that God intends to take place in a man's life. Amen. Every individual has the, the potential to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's not just for a select few. It wasn't just for the apostles. They're not the only ones that spoke with other tongues. Amen. We'll say it again. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. Amen. It's for your friends. Amen. It's even for your relatives. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's for those that you're associated with. It is. Amen. It's for those that are afar off. Hallelujah, where your pastor is gone. It's for those who thought they knew it and thought they had it all together. But God opens their heart to attend to the word of God. Woo, hallelujah. And this scripture will bring about a new birth experience. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I had somebody curious the other day, brother. Are you apostolic or are you? Are you Pentecostal or just what are you? <laughs> well, 
because I'm a servant of the Lord, but uh, I'm a Christian. Amen. But I know what they were asking. You hear these names. And uh, if you want to, in my, in my mind, if you want to put it in a nutshell, we're Pentecostal by experience. We're apostolic by doctrine. Amen. And so there's an experience that springs from the doctrine of the apostles. And that's what we're talking about here this morning. Amen. This doesn't have to be some dead, dull, boring uh, duty and ritual that we're involved in living for God. Amen. He came to give life. He came to give it more abundantly. Praise God. He came so we can enjoy living for him. Hallelujah. It's no wonder some people can't see the kingdom of God because they see somebody who claims to have it. I haven't got there just yet. And that can be confusing. Amen. That can be confusing. I want everything that God has for me. Amen. I'm just talking as a man. I'm just talking to somebody who wants to make it to heaven. Praise God. Amen. I've heard enough about hell. I don't want to go there. Amen. There are flames. There's the lake of fire. It's where the worm dieth not. Amen. The words of Jesus. He made it graphic enough. Amen. He said, if your eye offends you, pluck it out and cast it away from you. Because he said, it's going to be better to go through life main to go into the lake of fire where the worm dieth not and the fire is never quenched. There's a reason to be saved. Amen. And I know we live in a world that, that makes fun of the hot place. Talk about how long a snowball would last there and that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've all heard that, chuckled about that. But there is a real place, a lake of fire. Amen. As we stand together this morning, amen. God wants to cleanse us. Amen. God wants to cleanse us from all guilt. He's no respecter of persons. Where I was, amen, if God had been a respecter of persons, I think he would have pushed me to the side. He would have had to. Because I'd dig a pretty deep pit. And uh, God was merciful. Amen. He's no respecter of persons. Amen. Thank God. He wants to cleanse us from all that shame. So we don't have to hide out. We don't have to. We don't have to stay in the darkness. We can just come out in the light. We can just come clean. Just come clean. Amen. Somebody want to be cleansed here today? Would somebody like to have a brand new start today? Today. Amen. God's not slack concerning his promise. Jesus simply says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I feel the Spirit of the Lord here today. Let's all just pray together. Let's talk to the Lord. Oh, God, in the name of the Lord.
Hallelujah. Can we all just take a moment and just tune in? Become aware of the presence of the Lord here this morning. As our sister plays quietly, let's just let's reach out. He's not far from any one of us here today. I said any one of us here today. There's none of us. God is not reaching for here this morning. Amen, amen. Oh, God, oh, God. Thank you, Lord, for your touch. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here today. God, we know you came to touch every heart. You came to knock on the door of every heart here this morning, Lord God. Oh, God, oh, God. It's not your will that any should perish. It's your will that all should come to repentance, oh, Lord. God, if we'll just reach out and touch you, we just reach out and touch the Lord as you're going by, Lord Jesus, as you're walking by. You're going to hear the cry of our heart, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is an all-inclusive message this morning. Amen. We never come to a place, none of us, where we don't need the touch of God. We need every refreshing we can get. Amen. Amen. You know where we go wrong sometimes? It's we fail to seek a renewing. We need to seek a renewing. It's by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost experience that we're saved. Amen. There's no better time than this first Sunday of this year. Oh, God, I want to seek that renewing today. I'm not going to let another day go by. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This is a message that comes to everyone here this morning. Amen. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I want to assure you, you have an experience waiting for you that you'd be so glad. Amen. Amen. It's the greatest gift God ever gave to mankind, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. Let's continue to worship the Lord. If you would like to come and pray, this altar is open for you. Amen. This altar is open for you to come. Come before the Lord. Come into his presence. When he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Amen. We can meet with him right here. Ooh, hallelujah. This is your altar. This is your place. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's right. Young and old.